life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark LeBusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark LeBusque here for the Simply Practically Human podcast. It is a Friday episode, short, sharp, self-indulgent solo episode of the podcast. I've been a bit slack the last couple of weeks. I have bitten off more than I could chew or I've been on leave and the vacation was amazing. I've spoken a bit about that in the last episode that I put to air. But where I want to go today, and this is going to be part one of a two-part series. And um, for those who know me well, and I think there are many on here that will be listening, they know how passionate I am about the idea of leading self and that everything starts there. So I'm going to um, share with you some things today that I want you then to go and reflect upon. Spend some time once I've shared the first four or five with you. There'll be four or five each week for the next two weeks. Once that's done, I want you to go away and I want you to ask yourself some questions because if you're going to be the very, very best human being you can be, whether you're in a management role or you're not in a management role, whatever role that you're in, whether it be a parenting role, whatever it is, it could be in the management space, it all starts with you. So the whole idea of leading self is that you look at yourself as an experiment. And I want to encourage you to see what I'm about to share with you as a series of potential experiments. And the reflective nature of what you'll do is the start of those experiments. So here's the first one. And um, just as I say this in my human manager experience, the foundation of any work is trust. And so you focusing on yourself, what I'm going to say is it all starts with trust. And I want you to think about these things because I believe that we give ourselves far less credit than we should around our capability to deliver. So Do you trust these things? Do you trust your capability? Do you trust your adaptability? Do you trust your capacity? Do you trust your creativity? Do you trust your individuality? And do you trust your ingenuity? So think about those things. And the one for reflection here, the one to start with, and this is a big question to throw at you straight away, but that's sort of how I roll, is do you trust you? So that's the question to ponder. And then let me add a little bit of uh, mayonnaise on the end of that. And the second part of it is why. So I always like to put the why, and I want you to reflect a bit deeply on this one. If you have some trust issues with yourself, what are they based on? Is it based on motive? That Do you have your own back when you need to? Is it based on your capability? Can you do the thing that you at times think that you can't? Can you really do it? I'm sure you can. And the last one is reliability. Do you do what you say you will? So that's the first one. It's all, it all starts with trust. The second one, and super, super important here because I don't think there's enough of this going on. It's invest in you. So number two, invest in you and have a look at it across what I call the three E's. The first one being educate, keep learning. What opportunities have you identified to learn and grow every day? The second one is experiment. 
the whole idea of continually design and try what I call safe experiments based upon your learning and embrace this whole idea of what I've been told of learning, of learning and failing at times, but also learning and succeeding because everything that you try, you should see it as a learning opportunity. So what are you doing each day to experiment? And then the last one here is embed. So you take that education, you run some experiments, and those experiments over time become your learned behaviours. So you start to turn these new behaviours into what you do. So the second one is invest in you. And the question for you to ponder and to reflect upon is this. Because if I think about investments, one of the things that comes to mind for me, even though I don't play it, but I know who Alison does, is the stock market. And I know it's having a bit of a shit run at the moment. So let's not use where it is at a point in time. But here's the question. If you were a share or a stock on the human management market, would you be buying or selling yourself? And then why? So that's number two. Number three, I've talked about this guest before many times, but this is huge for self. It's beware of the uninvited guest. And it's that little story that turns up when you least expect it, when you might be going along pretty well in what you're doing, whatever you're pursuing, and then all of a sudden there's a knock on your cognitive door and out of the bad news filing cabinet comes this story. And the story could be anything. It could be you're not good enough. It could be, you know, the all-encompassing, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're too old. You're not experienced enough. I could go on forever on these things because one of the things you've got to be conscious of to get the very best out of yourself and adapt is that you need to be able to deal with the uninvited guests, not to throw them out the door, but to listen to the story, sit with the story, and then work your way through it. And then the way to do that is to access your good news filing cabinet. So on that one, around the uninvited guest, this is the guest that you invite in. And I want to say to you, the way you invite them in and the way I do it is at four o'clock every Friday, I catch up with my good news filing cabinet. And the thing that I do is I basically sit there for 10 minutes and I reflect upon something that I've done that week that I'm proud of. Perhaps it was something for myself. Perhaps it was something for one of my clients. Perhaps it was for someone in my family, my community. But then I'm going to write myself a story and I'm going to put that story into my good news filing cabinet. You see, our two-draw good news filing cabinet doesn't have enough stories in it. Our eight-draw bad news filing cabinet, given 80% of our thoughts, a negative and 20% of positive is chock-a-block full. So what you want to start to do is to shred some of those stories in your bad news filing cabinet and to add to your good news filing cabinet. Now, one of the ways to do this, particularly when the uninvited guest turns up in that first eight-draw filing cabinet, is to practice what I call the two A's, awareness and adjustment. So, Leading self, one of the most fundamental skills is the skill of self-awareness. So one of the things that you're going to need to start to do more of is in those moments where the uninvited guest turns up, ask yourself this question, is that story helpful or harmful for me right now? Now, sometimes quite crazily, those stories can be helpful when you have to sit in that mess for a little bit to work your way through it, a bit like walking through quicksand. 
So they're not always bad. You can work your way through it. You shouldn't be rescued from it all the time. But if they continue to be harmful, what you then need to do is practice the second A, which is adjust. Adjust your story, adjust your thinking, adjust your beliefs, adjust your behaviours, and start to get out of the bad news filing cabinet by practising the two A's because this is one of the ways that you'll send that uninvited guest on its way. So here's one for reflection. Where are you spending most of your time at the moment? Is it in your good news filing cabinet, capturing those good news stories, celebrating your little wins, your successes, and collecting them and putting them in that file? Or do you find that you're answering that door a lot when the uninvited guest turns up and spending a lot of time entertaining that uninvited guest through a bit of self-sabotage, because that's not going to help you to become the human being you want to. The next one that I want to share with you is accepting that all feedback is a gift. Now, every time I talk about feedback to people, you can see the facial expressions change. It's almost like they've jumped straight into their bad news filing cabinet and they're about to eat a shit sandwich. So what I want you to think about here if you are going to become more self-aware, one of the things that's going to help you is that you're going to request regular feedback. That's right. You're going to request regular feedback. You're not going to wait till it comes your way. You're going to ask for it. So from all levels, wherever that be, whether it's, again, family, workplace, community, wherever, from all levels, ask people for feedback and thank those who give you the time to give you some of that feedback, even though some of it might sting a little. You want to also make sure that when you ask those people to give you feedback, get them to tell you what you need to hear and not necessarily what you want to hear. Another good one to do here, if you have kept a file like I have over 25 years, a big thick file of 360s and all of those sorts of reviews that you get, peer reviews and psychometric profiles, all those things, even though I'm not a big fan of them, every now and again, I like to just flick back through them to have a look. I want you to think about this is pull some of those old reports out, get those old 360s out, have a bit of a look at them, get underneath the areas in there that, that you're reading them and you're a bit like, oh, shit, I don't really like that. In fact, I used to ignore that. And I say you'd ignore it at your own peril is look for the patterns in there, the patterns that are coming up from the feedback and don't look for excuses. So we're looking for patterns and not for excuses. And then the last one, and if you start to regularly ask for feedback and you start to revisit some of your formal feedback and don't get judgy on that, is that you will start to build what I call your feedback fitness. You see, what I believe, fellow humans, is that because we don't practice enough in this feedback space is when we give it or when we receive it, it's like exercising and building fitness is we get injured because we don't practice it enough. We might practice it twice a year informal feedback sessions. What I want to say to you is become more open to feedback on a weekly basis because that will help you just like if you're riding a spin bike or something like I did this morning, it will help you to continue to build your tolerance and build your fitness so that at some point in time you won't get injured. So here's your question for reflection. When you hear the word feedback, what's your initial feeling and why? Okay, number four, don't be a work avoider. So what do I mean by that? 
There's, again, three elements to this, and these are all critical if you're going to continue to adapt and improve and leave some things behind that at once served you well but no longer do, is you're going to have to step into some work that you've been avoiding. And the first way we avoid work is we play what I call the game of the busy fool. So stop being busy doing other stuff and start being productive by setting time aside for what I call Project Me. And you might start to delve into some things that you'd usually avoid because, you know, there was other more important work that you should be doing, in brackets, work avoidance 101. You're going to need to start to spend some time on being productive and not being the busy fool, avoiding the things that you should be doing. I want you to embrace what I call comfortably uncomfortable because as educators, the best time, and I know this from my background in education, the time when we learn best is when we're outside our comfort zone. That can be cliched, I know that, but think about it. Think about that time maybe where you had to sit in for somebody else who couldn't attend a meeting and you had to represent them. You feel a little bit nervy, a little bit butterfly in the guts, but you get through it and then you grow from that. You didn't avoid it. You didn't say, I can't go. Or you might have done a bit of public speaking. You might have presented a report. And I know people are absolutely shit frightened of public speaking, but you stepped into it. The roof didn't cave in on your head. You embraced the comfortably uncomfortable zone and you stopped avoiding that work that's going to help you to grow from a self perspective. So, again, as this podcast is all about sharing some of my thoughts and then getting you to reflect and do the work. What is your go-to work avoidance strategy? What is it that you do to make sure that you don't have to do the work that you're avoiding that is the really important work? And why do you do that? And the last one here is give permission to challenge. One of the reasons, if you are a manager, and this could be in a lot of situations, a lot of managers think, my people don't say much and they tend to agree with me, so we just get on with it. But that in itself is another piece of work avoidance. Give your people the space and the permission to be able to challenge you and you will absolutely grow from that because if you don't do that, you'll be believing your own bullshit and I think at some point in time that's going to bite you on the ass in a big way because as you get further into an organisation and you're believing your own bullshit, there are some people who know that you're speaking shit and their bullshit detectors are going off. And at some point in time, you will be challenged and you won't know how to deal with it. So embrace and give permission to challenge in order for you to grow and open your eyes up to some different perspectives. And let me finish with this one today. Again, short, sharp version. I want you to think about these three words because they are really, really important. They're important to me. I hope they're important to you. I know they've been important words that some of my clients, as I've shared them with them in particularly tough times, or maybe not so tough times, but they've built them up to be tough times. And these words are hold your nerve. So have a think about this. People management, if you are managing people, or if you're just managing relationships across teams, you're not necessarily in charge of a team, but if you're in an organization, you are in the game of people management because you're trying to influence you're trying to communicate, you're trying to build relationships, you're trying to build rapport, do all of these things. So accept that people management is hard. And be aware that at times things aren't going to go your way and you just need to sit with the discomfort of this 
and don't start to go back down some rabbit burrow, some old way you've done things because it's worked for you in the past, because that's not helping you to grow and develop. So growth will happen when you sit in that moment when things are pretty hard, you don't give up, you step into it and you understand that dealing with human beings is hard work. And if I'm going to become a better version of myself, I'm just going to have to learn to deal with that. The second part of this one in holding your nerve is as you change and adapt, and I know that you will because you're capable of doing it, is you will start to hear from others that they may not like the new you. So the resistance to the new you is something that you need to think about because this is one that turns people at a 180 and they, they scurry back to how they used to be. When someone says something like, you don't usually say that, what's wrong with you? You have some choices there to make. And if you are committed to the change and the adaptation to keep doing some things that are working well, to add some things that will make you better, but to particularly lose and discard some things that once served you well, maybe made you popular, but will no longer make you popular when you drop them, you just need to hold your nerve with that situation and resist the temptation to go down the easy path there again. And then the last one here, as we wrap up today, is to play the long game of human. We are so caught up in short-termism, and I'm sure you are too, looking at last week's results, looking at the monthly report, the quarterly report, all of these sorts of things. What happened yesterday? How come we were 3% down? How come we were 3% up? Don't usually look at that. We always look at when we're 3% down because we spend too much time in our bad news filing cabinet. But what you need to look at here is have a clear picture in your mind of where you want to get to and keep reminding yourself that as a human being, you're not a process, all right? You're not a program of work. You're not some sort of compliance-based activity. You're a human being and you have been evolving since the day that you were born and adapting. So what you need to think about here is that you are going to come up against some bumps in the road, some potholes, some dead ends, and there's going to be plenty of obstacles to navigate. But you've got to remember that if you looked at this over a continuum, over a longer period of time, what you want to be looking for is noticing that you have been able to make some progress. So there you go. This is the start of a two-part piece. That's the first four or five there for you. I want you to think about this from a reflection piece for that last one. How do you respond when somebody says that you've changed? So have a think about that. When someone says, have you changed, you get resistant to that and say, no, I haven't. Or perhaps, as I say, is, yeah, I have. Just notice the reaction that you get when you do that. So there's a little bit of homework for you, fellow humans. If you love this one, give us a five-star rating. If it's putting you into comfortably uncomfortable, let us know why. If you liked it, share it with your friends. Maybe share it in a meeting, a little short, sharp podcast here. Share it with your group and maybe, just maybe, reflect on a few of these questions. But until next time, let's keep it simple, keep it practical, and keep it human. Bye for now. <laughs>